Let's get into it. All right, like I said, I'm back, and I got I got some I got some of the big storylines here. At least what I think are the big storylines. Starting off with um the whole Odell situation. Odell reportedly had a good visit with his former team, the Giants, and he still set the meet uh, with the Bills and Cowboys. I think that decision really rides on what happens this week with the Giants, because. Like, if the Giants want a chance of signing him. Because the Giants are in a losing, losing streak, excuse me, and they play the Commanders. And if they lose, they'll drop to 7-5. and five, And, you know, that's they'll, they'll be last in the division at that point. So. Mm-hmm. so, I don't know how likely the Giants are. But I still think he's going to go to the Cowboys. Um, but the Bills aren't out of question, of course. You know. But, who knows. Um... Next up, Deshaun Watson, Watson the massage, baby. the massage man himself. He's back from suspension. Jacoby Brissett's getting sent to the bench, in in order for Deshaun Watson to start. Um, they gave him all that money, so you kind of have to start him. The Browns have what won four games up to this point, so yeah, they're. I mean, they're not out of the playoff race, but it's not looking too good, so. Will Deshaun bring him back? He won't because he's going to suck. And I'm a salty Steelers fan who doesn't want him to be playing at all anyways. But, you know, screw you, Deshaun. Uh, dude, did you hear that 10 of his accusers are going to be at the game? I did hear that. Is that just because they are going to watch or because they're on the staff? <laughs> I don't <laughs> Like, are they, are they supporting him? Like, yeah, that's, that's my, my guy. Or are they just, you know, masseuses from the actual Texans team? <laughs> I, he... I do not, I do not know. Oh yeah, I forgot. He, he, they play Houston this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So ten of them could just be on the staff. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I didn't think they were on the Texans staff. I don't know. They might be. In a, who knows? Starts, starts walking past the tunnel. Hey, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Gives them a wink. Guess who's back? <laughs> Guess who's back? That's hilarious. But, yeah, Deshaun Watson back. We'll see how he does um, against his former team. Also, Jamar Chase back off of IR. Big game against Kansas City this week. Obviously, the last two times the Chiefs and Bengals have met. Um, most recently in the AFC Championship game from last year, Jamar Chase has destroyed the Chiefs defense. So, excited to see what he can do and just excited to see that game. We'll get in more to that later. Justin Fields is set to be back. Um, after they had to go with Trevor Simeon last week because Fields was dealing with a shoulder injury. He should be back this week. Uh, Matt Stafford was just put on IR, so basically the Rams season is over. And also Matt Stafford's he is probably available to come back for Week 17 or Week 18. But Aaron Donald is also missing that Sunday game. They, the Rams are screwed. Um, John Walford uh, starting for the Rams. He has a couple starts on his belt, former Wake Forest quarterback. And lastly, what I have for news, Jamison Williams is going to be making his first career start uh, tomorrow. So excited to see what the Alabama kid can do. That's going to be exciting. You got anything um, else? Uh, Jordan Davis is activated off of IR as well. Mm. That's huge for the Eagles defense, especially their run defense, because it has been poor, to say the least. Um, outside of that, I don't think I have seen anything that has been posted or reported on. But – um. 
But yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see Jameson Williams come out. I mean, I think that they've given him as much time, you know, as as he needed. They didn't rush him. They knew what they were in for. But um, they're sitting they're sitting at four and seven. Uh, all the wild card spots as of right now belong to the NFC East and the Cowboys, Giants, and Commanders. Giants and Commanders both having seven wins, but their matchup will be huge uh, this week. Um, now. I mean, obviously, Jameson Williams is going to bring an electrifying aspect. The offense has already been doing great. I'm curious if, if they'll if they'll be able to push with him, though, you know, if he's just that one extra guy they needed. I mean, I know their defense is, you know, here and there and everywhere, but. Right. I think Detroit is in a very good spot for the future, at least. Um, I think, I mean, you look at the Thanksgiving game last week, they put up a hell of a fight against a strong Buffalo Bills team. But they're also – I think they're a well-coached team. Dan Campbell is an awesome coach in my eyes. I think he's amazing. And he's going to be great for the team moving forward. And you got a lot of young guys on the team. Jameson Williams is coming back. We're going to see what he can do. Um, based off what I saw him do at Alabama, he's going to be he's going to be great. Kid has elite speed, great route runner, awesome hands. I'm going to be excited to see what he can do, uh, especially in a receiving court that also has Amon Ross St. Brown and DJ Chark. So that's going to be exciting. Um, a couple other young pieces like Aiden Hutchinson defensively, Jeff Okuda is starting to step up. And obviously offensively, you know, DeAndre Swift, great offensive line. They have, they have a decent amount of weapons. And now with the Rams, after, you know, putting Stafford on IR, you could basically look at the Rams and be like, okay, this is their schedule for the rest of the season. They're not going to have a very good pick um, this next upcoming draft. And the Lions hold that pick because of the Matthew Stafford trade. So, and if the Lions, look, if they win some games, cool. If they don't, even better, honestly, for the future, you get a better pick. So, Lions are in a very, very good situation right now. So, good for Detroit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be exciting to see where they where they end up. I mean... I mean, they're gonna have to really hit with these picks, right? And they're they're moving. Yeah, if you're a Detroit fan, I I feel so bad for you. They, I believe, they have one playoff win since the Super Bowl era began. So, yeah, yeah, dude, that is that is rough. So, yeah, you know, uh, sky's the limit for the Lions right now. But, anyways, let's go ahead and segue into Thursday night's matchup. I was I was able to watch it unfortunately, because it kind of sucked. But Bills and Pats. Um, also, before I continue, DeMar Hamlin should not have been kicked out of the game. That was BS. That was a clean hit. Shout out to DeMar Hamlin. He's a baller. But that was unnecessary. Did not need to get thrown out of the game. But anyways, Bills win 24-10 to in New England. Um, Pats, Pats lose a must-win game, really. They're now last in the division. They sit at 6-6. Six and six. Um, so playoff hopes shrinking by the week. Um, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs do a great job against the Patriots. Patriots, man, it's been a week. Patriots defense. <laughs> um, Patriots offense led by offensive coordinator Matt Canada. Not Matt Canada. God damn it, Jackson, get it together. <laughs> Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia now. Um, they had a good game against Minnesota offensively uh, the week prior, but on Thanksgiving. But they're back to their struggles offensively. They did not look very good this game. So, 
I also I also saw a question on Twitter from uh, Tone Diggs, who is uh, one of Pat McAfee's friends on his on his show, the Pat McAfee Show. He tweeted a question. He, he asked, "Do Patriots fans hate Matt Patricia more than Steelers fans hate Matt Canada?" And let me answer you that question. Fuck no. We hate Matt Canada with all our hearts. We think he's worse than Hitler. So Matt Patricia, <laughs> Patriots fans are just frustrated with him. Just because it's his first year as an offensive coordinator, because he was a formerly a defensive coordinator, but yeah, I Matt Canada's way worse. But yeah, Patriots not in a good spot after that game. Bills look good. What you got from that game, Colin? Um, I found it really interesting that they. I mean, obviously they understand how bad their offense is. They understand they have to spice it up. As I've, as uh, me and William talked about last week, you know. Mm-hmm. Again, we continue and continue and continue to see these $12.5 million tight ends not get used. You know, four catches across the board for both of them for 19 yards. Like, come on. But they went a different route with spicing it up and brought Marcus Jones in for a few plays, who had that screen, who had the only touchdown in the game for them off of a, uh, a, a little bubble-type screen. And this this kid is fast. He is good. He's going to bring a – he's going to bring a uh, – an important aspect of the only, the only issue that I can possibly see if they start bringing him out on offense is he's going to have to be pretty much open because he's, you know, he's five, eight, he's probably getting bullied by most of these guys, 170 pounds. Right. But, um, uh, he's a great returner. He's, he's electric. Maybe throw him in the backfield. Maybe have him run run a few times. I mean, you know, Damian Harris wasn't in this game. They didn't use Pierre strong. Maybe, maybe let Marcus run a few times, see what he can offer in that aspect. Yeah, dude, I like I like Marcus Jones. I believe uh, rookie corner from Houston. I think I had him actually mocked to the Steelers last year in one of my. I did like a little mock draft for the Steelers. I, I really wanted him because I I thought he could be, you know, our replacement for Mike Hilton. But he is not the player I thought he, he was, dude. He's like you said, he's electric returner. Kid is fast as hell, um, and. He he reminds me a little bit of like a Dante Hall, Devin Hester type of guy, and yeah, he brings like a fun aspect to the Patriots offense that maybe they can implement a little bit more. So that that's really cool to see. Um, but yeah, watching him was fun. Uh, I also want to. You made a point about the tight ends, how they don't target them a lot, and I agreed. They spend all that money on them. They need to target Hunter Henry and Janu Smith. You got to get those guys in the middle of the field and get them the ball. Um, but they target. Ramondre Stevenson the most, which is kind of concerning. <laughs> like, it's not – you don't want your running back getting the bulk of receptions, especially when your offense is only putting up 10 points in a game. You know what I mean? hmm So, yeah, that – definitely expect the Patriots this offseason to probably get a little bit more weapons on offense. Because, like, they – they're you look at their receiving core, it's not – it's not bad – but it's not, like, great either. Like, Devontae Parker's kind of, you know, out of his prime at this point. He dealt with injuries for the majority of his career, but he was pretty good in Miami. Um, but, yeah, he's, like, 29 at this point. Uh, Nelson Aguilar also kind of, you know, he's okay. He's a decent receiver. Same with Kendrick Bourne, decent. Um, Jacoby Myers, he was dealing with an injury. I think he was, may have been on a snap count this game. Um and I mean, he's a he's a really good slot receiver. I actually really like Jacoby Myers, and he's probably their best uh, weapon receiving wise, other than Ramondre Stevenson, of course. 
And we haven't we haven't seen what Tyquan Thornton could do quite yet, but I think he has potential to be a pretty solid receiver. But outside of that, like yeah, Patriots don't have a whole lot going on, and that's definitely something they need to fix. But again, they were going up against a tough Bills defense, but still, you gotta. It's a division game. You got to be able to put up points. You're at home. That's what you got to do, and they just weren't able to do that. Yeah, I agree. And when I when I spoke to William, I told him Mac Jones is a safer option, but Zappe is a more explosive option. Right. And, yeah, I feel like you notice that uh, sometime during the season. Like, that game against Chicago that the Patriots ended up losing a few weeks back, they benched Mac Jones. Um, I don't know if they just did it because of an injury. I think that was the reason. But Bailey Zappi came in and, like, threw a bomb that got completed. And so you see a play like that, it's like, okay, Zappi brings, like, a spark to this offense. But I watching Mac Jones last night, he – no, again, the offense didn't play well. But bro, look at some of the shit he does. I'm like, hold on. He kind of reminds me of – he kind of reminds me of Big Ben in a way. Just He's a big guy, and he breaks more sacks than I expect him to. He's not as he's not as accurate or doesn't have the arm that Ben had when he was younger. But he's – Mac Jones definitely could be a solid quarterback. He's just – I think there's a lot more he needs to fix and a lot more the Patriots offense needs to fix. But, yeah, that's all I got for New England and their pathetic performance on Thursday night. Yeah, I don't I don't have anything else for that game either. So, I decided to, like – so, this is this is a huge week of football. This, is, this could be, like, the best week of the regular season outside of, you know, the next few weeks because we're getting in the playoff talks and all that. But there's a really good slate of games this week. Oh, so yeah. I just chose, like, four games to watch, four of the big games. Um, we'll go in order from what I have, and it's like – how do I explain this? It's it, it gets better as the list goes on. Like, it gets more and more explosive and more um, important in my eyes. So, um, first game I want to talk about is Titans and Eagles because, first of all, you got two – Look, potential Super Bowl matchup, maybe. Who knows? But A.J. Brown going up against his former team. Uh, Titans traded him during the draft, actually. They shipped him off to uh, Philadelphia, and they drafted basically what his replacement was in Traylon Burks, who has had a he's had a rough rookie season dealing with some injuries, but he's had a solid past two weeks, over 100 reception yards and over 10 receptions. So he's looking very solid. A.J. Brown... Uh, definitely going to want to have a revenge game. And Eagles, they like you mentioned, they are getting Jordan Davis back, but their run defense, uh, based off what we've seen these past few weeks, has been pretty underwhelming, to say the least. And they got to go up against King Henry. So I think that makes for a great matchup. Nick Sirianni and M- Mike Vrabel are solid coaches. I really like Mike Vrabel. I've said it before. So I'm really excited to see how these two game plan against each other, and I'm really excited to watch this game. I am. I am as well. Um, I mean, as as you mentioned, you know, I sat here and looked across across the league, and you know, oh my gosh, these are some. It's 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 going to be a good red zone week, to yeah. say the least. But um, but yeah, as you mentioned, you know, King Henry's coming in here, and and we all know how good this man is, and and the Eagles, the Eagles are ten and one. You know, they're they've they've had a great season. This this game isn't a must win for the Eagles. I I feel like the Titans need to win this if they want to. They want to, I don't know, potentially push for for one of the the higher seeds to maybe maybe get a shot at that at that first seed. I know, I know the Chiefs are on a tear and there's not much right. 
that's going to be able to stop them. But I feel like the Titans may have the best chance to get it. The Bills, the Bills, they're starting to – I don't know. See, if I – going back to the Odell thing, Odell going to the Bills I think would, would be good for them because Isaiah McKenzie and Davis keep switching on and off on who's having the good week or whatever. You throw Odell in that mix and who the hell are you going to guard? You know, you, you don't know. You don't know what's going on, but and to, but back back to the Titans and Eagles game. Um, you got to stop Henry, which is no easy task. You know the words alone are hard to say, but you start. It's, I think AJ Brown is going to play this game with a chip on his shoulder. He's going to run over everyone he possibly goes up against. I mean, it's it's just going to be a hard fought game on both sides. Yeah, this is definitely a game AJ Brown has had circled on his calendar since he was traded to Philadelphia. So it's gonna it's gonna be awesome, man. I'm I'm hoping he pops off. I'm hoping we get what we think we're getting in this game. And big big scoring game. Um big battle between Derrick Henry and AJ Brown. Um but like I said, I'm excited to see how Sirianni and Vrabel game plan against each other. This game's gonna be gonna be awesome. Um then I have on the list Commanders and Giants. Because like I mentioned earlier, Giants, if they lose this game, they go to last in their in the division. And same with the Commanders, they'll go to last if they lose this game. Commanders sitting at seven and five, Giants sitting at seven and four. This, yeah, huge division game, playoff implications. Uh, Washington's on a win streak, Giants on a losing streak. So I'm excited to see how Taylor Heineke does. Uh, he's been he's been solid, man. Ever since Heineke's come in, he's he's he just brings like a spark to that offense. He brings a swag, you can say. So it's really awesome to see what he's doing there. Even like like Heineke's not like the best quarterback in the world or anything, but it's just cool to see what he does with that offense. And as for the Giants, this is a huge game for them because they need to step it up. Uh, I like Bill Ball as a coach, and he's gonna have he's gonna have to win the coaching battle here against Rivera. So I'm interested to see what the Giants' uh, game plan is, stopping the Commanders' run game that just had a good week last week with Brian Robinson. Uh, leading the way for them and also stopping Terry McLaurin and uh, Curtis Samuel. So that's going to be awesome to see and got to get Saquon going. Of course you got, you're going up against a pretty tough D line. So that's going to be, that's, that's a fun match with the Washington. Yeah. And, and as you mentioned, you know, they're, they're going to fall in division, not only the division, but possibly out of the playoff picture, you know, if, if the season were to end or whatever giants are, have the six seeds, Washington as the seventh seed. On the brink of getting in are the Seahawks and Falcons. Now, the Falcons would have to win a few more games, you know, to, to get up in there. But the Seahawks are right there on the brink. They play the three and eight Rams without Stafford or Donald. I mean, please, please win. But, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I feel as if uh, there's, there's a lot on the line for the Giants. This is a must win for them to keep their playoff spot, to potentially still sign Odell, and to just, just keep the season alive. Right, and the Giants are are under a lot more pressure in this game because they started off like four and one or five and one, whatever they started off as. They may they may have started off as like seven and one. I don't remember. It was it was pretty crazy for the Giants, but so people looked at them as like, okay, Giants are a good team now, and the Commanders they didn't have a very good start. Now the Giants are losing games, and now the Commanders are winning games. So the Giants, you look at them, it's like, oh, they can't lose again, right? And if the Commanders lose, it's like, oh, well, they weren't supposed to be here anyways. So a lot more pressure for the Giants to win this game. So, yeah, that's – hey, Daniel Jones is going to have to handle the pressure. I don't know if he's – he hasn't done a good job in his career doing it so far. But, look, Danny Dimes, I believe in you, buddy. Go get him. It's a home no. game. Yeah, I mean, as you mean the whole the whole pressure thing, I feel like if 
he's as good as the season has been. He's going to have to keep producing, or he may not be at the helm next season. Yeah, that's that's another huge storyline, like quarterback wise. But anyways, let's get into the next game I have on here. And you already know I had to go with this game: Dolphins and Niners. Oh yeah, potential Super Bowl matchup. Former offensive coordinator for the 49ers, Mike McDaniel, now head coach of the Miami Dolphins, going up against his former team. Um, 49ers, obviously that offense, uh, plenty of weapons on it. Whether or not Debo plays this week or not, he's listed as questionable. You still got CMC in there, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, one of the top O lines in the game. Jimmy G leading the helm in that defense. Don't even get me started. It's amazing. And then, as for Miami, since Tua has started, every game Tua started this year hasn't taken an L. And they're going up against a tough 49ers secondary. But thankfully, they have guys like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. I'm excited to see how they perform. And I'm really excited to see how Tua performs. Also, worth mentioning, a revenge game for Jeff Wilson. And if Raheem Mostert is healthy, Revenge game for him going up against his for- their former team. So that's going to be – it's just so many storylines in this matchup. It's going to be really fun to see. Like I said, potential Super Bowl matchup. Who knows? But I'm excited to see how Mike McDaniel's game plan is and uh, Kyle Shanahan's against each other. That's going to be awesome to see. Yeah, they're both masterminds when it comes to, to game planning. I, I really like what Mike McDaniel has done for Miami and – everything he's brought to the team and to each individual player, you know, each one has their own cool story about him. But, but I think he's, he's really smart and he knows that, that this defense is going to, is going to be hard uh, to get past. But, uh, but I mean, when you have two people as explosive as Hill and Waddle, you just need, you you know, one play could be all it takes. So I think it's really going to come down to to whose defense can hold each other the longest because they're both explosive on offense. And, and, uh, I think I think the newly acquired Bradley Chubb's going to have to make a huge some huge plays in this game to to keep mm-hmm. everything moving. But yeah, yeah. I think I think this is the game that the Forty ers are going to need to have to like to explain this because their offense is really good, but we haven't seen a lot from them. We saw some flashes in that Arizona game a few weeks back. They put up a lot of points against a poor Arizona defense, but hopefully. They play up to the competition this week because they their offense didn't have a very good week against New Orleans last week. But if there was a game that they needed to keep up with a team, it's going to be Miami because their offense is very powerful, and I expect them to put up a decent amount of points this game. So I'm hoping that the 49ers offense will have to play up to their competition and we'll really be able to see what they can do. I'm excited to see how uh, that plays out because this – Another game I'm expecting pretty high scoring, uh, despite the 49ers having a very good defense and Miami having a solid defense too. But yeah, hopefully high scoring game here too as well. All right, and then it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, and then lastly, out of these four games I had, obviously you know I had to go with Chiefs and Bengals. This game, AFC Championship rematch. We've seen what happened the last two times these teams played. Last year they played in the regular season. And in the playoffs, like I said, former, I mean, rematch for the AFC Championship, excuse me. Bengals won them both. And with Jamar Chase back for the Chiefs, they got to be shitting themselves because he has destroyed their defense every time they play. So potential shootout game here. 
obviously when you got Patrick Mahomes on one end and Joe Burrow with a health, healthy offense on the other, you don't know what can happen. And also maybe another potential AFC championship rematch. Definitely probably could be a playoff rematch, most certainly. So, yeah, I'm excited to see how this game goes. I expect a big game from the Bengals receivers. Um, I would like to see the Chiefs hone in on Jamar Chase, but the problem is when you do that, you leave T. Higgins open and Tyler Boyd. So there's a lot of things you got to worry about, and that's what's going to make this game so exciting. And I want to see if the Bengals can stop Travis Kelsey. I feel like they got the guys that maybe slow him down, like Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt as their linebackers. And then safety-wise, you got Von Bell, you got Jesse Bates. So I'm excited to see how that plays out. Yeah, and there was uh, there was an interview they were asking Justin Reed on on what he thought of the game and the game plan, and he couldn't remember Higgins' name, and that really upset, you know, uh, Jamar Chase and everything. So there's like a little like wager type thing going along with uh, with Jamar and and Higgins and Boyd and Reed and and everything like that. So these Bengals receivers are you know kind of kind of pissed off, and as explosive as they are, that's not what you want. So we'll see see how hard that they're able to. To, to get through this defense, but uh, they're, they're all – none of them are very happy right now. <laughs> that is the last thing Justin Reed should do is piss off that receiving core. I don't understand why he would even, like – how do you – first of all, how do you forget T. Higgins' name, dude? He's a baller. Well, what, what started off was is that he, he couldn't remember who it was, and then one of their reporters for some reason said, oh, you mean Tyler Higby. And he was like, yeah, yeah, that's him, and just went along with it. <laughs> so whatever reporter, for some reason, threw out Higby's name in a matchup of the Chiefs and the Bengals, really just set it all up. Yeah, that guy so, needs to be fired. He should yeah. no longer be a reporter. He needs to, I don't know, do do bird watching or something, because this, this ain't for you, buddy. So, yeah, that uh, that's what sparked it all, but – but Jamar weighed in on it and it was like, oh, you know, you can't remember his name, all this stuff. You'll know it after the game, stuff like that. Yeah, that – look, this is uh, – Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes is a future rivalry that we'll probably see for the next decade. Uh, hopefully, both very talented quarterbacks. Obviously, Mahomes is in a league of his own. Dude is amazing. and But Joe Burrow can be argued a top five quarterback in the NFL right now. So, yeah, I mean, this is going to be uh, – a matchup we'll probably see for years to come. So excited to see them play their third game against each other. But yeah, that is that's all I got for you know the games I want to watch this week. Um, I mean, you could you you could go ahead and tell me tell me about the Seahawks. I know they took a took a rough loss last week after Josh oh, Jacobs split open their defense like Moses did the Red Seas. So. Yeah, I've I've mentioned it time after time. Our run defense is, is piss poor. And I knew going into this game that this is what would happen. Did I think 200 yards? Nah, but it is what it is. Um, uh, it, it was a rough one. Um, I mean, it was it was just it was hard to watch. Quandre Diggs had two picks in the first quarter. Uh, Quandre hasn't had a pick this season. He's had five. Been back to back season since we've we've gotten him, but but he was able to get two in this game and, and really help us out. Gino should have thrown about three picks, but I can't remember what happened. I think one of them, one of the guys couldn't get his foot down and the other one got pushed out of bounds. But I mean I mean, yeah, Josh Jacobs was was the game plan and we just we just couldn't adapt to it. And I our defensive coordinator, he can um 
sometimes he, he can adapt to what's going on. You know, it happens year each year. No matter who our coordinator is, our defense sometimes starts off slow and starts to heat up. Well, we were starting to heat up, and then and then the Bucks game happened, and that kind of went downhill. And then we come out of the out of the uh, out of the bye, and and the Raiders. We should have. I mean, as I, I just don't know. I, I don't really know what to what to put for it. I mean, Kenneth Walker was was kind of shut down. He had the good run. He uh, after Quandre got the pick in the first quarter, it took one play to get a touchdown. Quandre bounced outside and got in, but um. But yeah, I think I think we abandoned the run a little too quick. Uh, only 14 carries for Walker. Otherwise, we were slinging the ball around. You know, Metcalf had 11 catches for 90 yards. Lockett three for 68 and a touchdown. Um, we just have to be able to get pass rush. I mean, the only sack we had was from Puna Ford, who's really a run specialist. Um, and obviously, our run specialist didn't even do that. So I I don't know. The Seahawks are. They're starting to fizzle out a little bit. Gino's still playing well and, and everyone else. But as far as our next game against the Rams, they don't have Stafford. They don't have Donald. I don't see how we can lose this game. Um, we're going to have to stick to Walker. Uh, Metcalf and Ramsey's are going to – they're going to go at each other's heads all game. It happens every matchup we have with them. Um, they usually end up leaving Lockett open since everyone's focused on, on Metcalf. But now we've got Walker, who's got that explosive aspect to him, and Gino, who's a safe ball thrower. I mean, <sighs> to me, this is a sure win. It's a divisional game. Sean McVay's a smart man, you know. It's, and he, nothing's a sure win in the NFL. But, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a must win, that's for sure. Because we will have to beat the Rams this week. Then we'll have to beat the Panthers the week after. All right, you know, that's fine. And then we play the Niners. We have to be able to put up points against the Niners. We weren't able to do that when we played them earlier earlier in the season. I think it was like 27 to 7. I mean, we had DJ Dallas out there throwing passes. I, I don't I don't know what's going on <laughs> with that. But um but yeah, we gotta win that game because then we play the Chiefs the week after and then the Jets. So that's a three game stretch that that's hard, you know. We can't give up the easy game because these hard games are really going to gonna hit. I mean, again, we are behind the Niners. So if the Niners lose against the against the Dolphins and we beat the Rams, then Niners will still have first place in the division, but just based off, you know, the strength of opponent and them having beat us, then I mean, we're we're still we're still in there, but I don't know. Either way, the Seahawks should not be where they are. You know, I didn't project them to do this well. Nobody projected them to do this well. So just how the season has turned out, playoffs or not, I'm proud of everyone on the team. You know, it's, it's they've all fought for it. And, and we've got two first-rounders next year. Broncos, thanks, man. I mean, what are they, three and eight? And they play the Ravens this week? Yep. This year they play the Ravens and the Chiefs. Boom, go ahead and make that three and ten. They play the Cardinals and the Rams. I, they they can win one of those, if not both. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think I think they'll beat the Rams. The Cardinals might be a close one, and then they play the Chiefs and Chargers again. I mean, that's at max five wins. That's a top five pick, if not sixth pick, right there. I mean, I, I, that's going to be great for us. But um, they're they're going to beat the Ravens. You think so? Uh, yes. If I had to choose an upset of the week, that's my upset of the week. Why? I don't know. Gut feeling. Really? I had a gut <laughs> feeling about the Colts beating the Cowboys. Yeah, maybe. Dude, that that's stupid. I was uh I was talking to someone 
and we were uh, we agreed that they need to flex one of these games in the regular window to uh, to the Sunday night game, like the Chiefs or Bengals or Dolphins or Niners. But and the only they haven't done that, at least I said, was because it's the Cowboys, and they're not going to flex out the Cowboys on you know primetime football. But yeah, yeah, the yeah. Cowboys. I mean. I mean, even though the to me, I think the Colts could come out with a win on this one with uh, with Jonathan Taylor in the run game, and maybe, and maybe as long as uh, they can get an offensive game plan going without throwing to to Pittman every single play, but maybe. But their defense, their defense worries me a little bit because Colts, they, the Colts they some, yeah, yeah, because they somehow couldn't stop the fucking Steelers last week. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what we're cooking. But we're cooking. Since we came out the bye week, first of all, Kenny Pickett doesn't have a turnover, W. Second, uh, I don't know what our rushing stats, like how they've been, like what the exact number is for how much they've increased since after the bye week. But shit, dude, it's up so much more. Uh, Najee Harris got hurt in the middle of the game. Primetime Benny Snell, one of the best Steeler players of all time. Not Benny Snell, primetime Benny Snell. Just primetime. Anytime he's under the lights and all the cameras are on him, Benny Snell, his first first action he got all season, decides to run crazy, got a touchdown too. Um, we play Atlanta this week. Obviously, all we got to do is stop the run. It's not rocket science. You, you stop Atlanta run game and you you win oh speaking of atlanta Pitts is out for the year yeah they put him on ir and they determined he's not going to come back which you know kind of sucks but not like it doesn't change their offensive game plan at all but fuck yeah it doesn't it doesn't because you know they refuse to give him a ball dude's an absolute freak of nature and an absolute stud and they just refuse to give him a ball but that's a whole that's a that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day um but yeah dude Steelers, we're we're dude, we're gonna finish the year like nine and eight or eight and nine. I guarantee fucking tee it, and we're not. We're either gonna make the playoffs for no reason, and we shouldn't be there. And we're gonna get smacked in the first round, or we're gonna miss in the playoffs, and we're gonna have a mid first round pick. But that's okay because we have the Bears second round pick because they wanted Chase Claypool so badly for what reason? Who fucking knows? So, I think we're in a good spot. I'm excited to see how the rest of the season. I'm actually, like, when your team sucks, watching the games is a little more fun. Now, obviously, I would like I would like us to be a good team, and I would rather, you know, be stressing out every game. But I have no expectations. So, I'm on, dude, I had a great time watching the Colts game this past week, and it was fucking awesome. Like, we were, we were just laughing, joking around. And we actually won the game. It was great. But, yeah, I'd obviously prefer us to, you know, not shit the bed. But, you know, these next few weeks will go by and we'll be in playoff contention somehow because that's just how the Steelers work. And I, and they're shaving years off my life. I'm at the rate I'm going, I'll live to see maybe 30. But, hey, that's okay. Uh, screw you, Matt Canada. And that's all the notes I have. Go um, let's see. You're looking over these games. I don't, I don't think there's much more to say. We hit all the big points and – and uh, and yeah, uh, Christian Watson's been on a tear. They they go and play the Bears. Yeah, dude, he's been he's been balling. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is slated to play that game, right? Because he's been dealing uh, with the phone. I think I saw something saying he would play. What? I mean, I'm kind of at the point where I want to see Jordan Love play a little more, but. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers has been cleared for Sunday, so chances are he'll come in and play. I mean, 
I mean, yeah, at this point, the season's just kind of, you know. I mean, it's just kind of sitting there at four and eight, and with as as well as everyone else is playing, especially that NFC East thing. I mean, one of those spots will be given up for sure, whether it's the Giants or the Commanders, who knows? But yeah, if Green Bay wants any playoff chances, they have to win out. Like they can't lose another game. Exactly, and not only that, I I, I feel if if they lose this one, I mean, maybe start letting Jordan Love play, see see what he's got, because I I personally don't believe Aaron wants to come back. But, See, he shouldn't have came back in the first place. He should have come nope. to Pittsburgh, but he didn't want to. And now it's too late because we got Kenny Pickett, and he's a baller. He's been getting better every week. So, fuck you, Aaron. We don't need you anymore. You could go to Tennessee or wherever else you wanted to go. But I, Imagine imagine if Brady came to the Packers and Rodgers went to the Bucks. That that Why? <laughs> I don't know. Just for fun. But <laughs> just, I, just for shits and giggles. But, I mean, speaking of Brady, what, what do we think is going to happen with him? I mean, I think he should, you know, retire. But well, he doesn't have anything to go home to. So, where, I mean, what else is there for him? <laughs> yeah, Giselle lit a new flame under under Tom Brady. So, motherfuckers are going to be playing until he's 55. Um, I saw some I things saying that it's he could go to the Saints. But I don't know what his loyalty is to the – the Bucks, like, like, does he give a crap to play him twice a year? You know, is it screw you or like, I don't, I don't know. So I, I saw know. a rumor that maybe he could go back to New England. However, this is the head coach. I, I, well, I just, I just thought, I don't know. Oh, well, most likely a player, but um, I just thought of this crazy idea. All right, this is now Tom Brady is the goat. Like we, we can, I, I can say that safely, but. He has one last mission that he needs to accomplish. Because he's, he's already done it all. He's got... Dude has fucking, what, seven rings? Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's done it all. So you might as well fuck around and go to Detroit and save the franchise, Brady. Save as- not only the Detroit Lions, but the city of fucking Detroit. Give him that- something to be happy about. That that would be insane, but I I've been proud of Jared Goff for him him playing yeah, well, but it's Jared Goff. I yeah I know. Because get this, dude, Brady. All right, Brady goes to Detroit. He's behind a great offensive line. He's got already two weapons in the backfield: Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. You got look, Jameson Williams is coming back. Let's assume he's a stud. You got Almond Ross St. Brown, DJ Shark. You're working with two first round draft picks this year that are gonna be relatively high. Yo, you fix up the defense a little bit, maybe make a move in free agency. Let's say, okay, hey, let's go pick up you look, De'Aaron Payne, he's off of the commanders now, because I believe his contract will be out. They wanted them to trade trade him at the deadline anyways. It doesn't fucking matter. Let's get De'Aaron Payne. Boom. Beef up the D line a little bit. Put him next to Aiden Hutchinson. Boom. Let's um draft a guy. Let's fucking pick Joey Porter Jr. for the love of God Lions. Don't do that. I want the Steelers to pick him. But hey, let's say in this hypothetical or they pick uh Mr. Ringo from Georgia or something, all right? Look, you fix up the defense a little bit. You got the weapons on offense, bro. You save the city of Detroit. You get the Lions a playoff win for the first time in forever. Bring I think the franchise awesome. their first Super Bowl appearance and win. 
<laughs> yeah, dude, I think that'd be sick. That'd be awesome. But well, well, what happen, he should do is is each year jump jump to the teams that have never won a Super Bowl and just bring them a ring one by one. <laughs> no, he would be more than the goat. He would he would be football. <laughs> like Tom Brady would be football. They they rename football to Tom Brady ball or something. They'd have to give him a, a logo like Jerry West and put him on the cover. They, he'd need more than that. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Give him the Tom Brady football give him, league. Give him everything. Give him just give him the league. I don't. I don't. I don't even know what you do at that point. But outside of crazy hypotheticals that we have, that, that that's that's all I have for today. You, you got any any final notes? Uh, I do not. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys for listening. Apologies for missing last episode, but doesn't matter because Colin and William carried. They did a great job. Uh, we're on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Make sure to check us out on Instagram. And, yeah, that's all we got for today. We'll see you Wednesday.